Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 357. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, about that, as you will hear getting into this episode, shit happened again. It's yeah. been a while. This is part, this is version B, basically. Yeah. But it's actually a pretty good condensed version. We hit most of the key points when ultimately computer crash decided to reset itself and do some updates and the beginning part of it when we were doing our comic book reviews gone forever but it was the best podcast oh it it was absolutely the best best podcast yeah and we still hit uh, a lot of stuff that's going on uh in the comic book industry talked about dark phoenix yeah talked about the tick hellboy hulu disney captain marvel ryan reynolds yeah all kinds of good stuff did we the yeah. yeah. So with that, uh, grab a cold beverage and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 357. This is not just the greatest podcast in the world. <laughs> this is just a tribute. Gosh. I love you. Are you still re- Stop. Stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no matter if it saves or not, it has a temporary file open. A temporary file is being created. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it's got to exist in there somewhere. Yeah, you would think that, but not with this program. It does not. So as we kick off for the second time, we have had... It's been, though, at least... It's been a, a while. Yeah, it it's has been, been a, while. a while since... Uh, Mayhem. Shit, yeah. So I guess we've been due. Yeah. Um, There's not much we can do to salvage what we had, but... It was the best fucking podcast ever. It was the best. I mean, it was the did. greatest podcast yes. in the history of podcasting. This it is really just, was. This is just going to be a tribute. I mean, we could make a whole <laughs> song about okay. this. And we can't duplicate it. I mean, no. I can't remember exactly what we said, but luckily, I know. Though, I know that it was the greatest. Podcast. Yeah, luckily we only got about halfway through, so yeah, so we're we can... we're gonna briefly quick rundown on our comics uh, reviews, and then we'll get to some news and be a little bit more into that but this is obviously going to be a shorter episode because well we just spent a half hour making it that making the best thing we've ever made and uh... i think though we now just, we're not... we say that every time though when it's not there so <laughs> it's, it's not gonna be enough. award-winning you know like it was like 30 minutes ago right man so uh i'll restart with my cold opening uh <laughs> so i just had this giant event that i was a part of for the last couple months uh raising money for Friends and family of cystic fibrosis. It's called Bid for Bachelors and Bachelorettes. We raised $125,000. Uh, quite happy with uh, the team and everything. And uh, got super drunk as well. So yeah. That was, so that was just a, good a normal time. night for Tony. Just yeah. a Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Except for raising yeah. money for... Yeah, you don't do that every Saturday. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Mm-hmm. No. Um... <laughs> Now, some comic books. Uh, Black Panther. I mean, it, well, that was kind of a short and sweet one that I did originally, but yeah. 
I'm so fucking confused. Space Black Panther. Yes. Things are going... I love Black Panther as the character. I love anything sci-fi in space. And this is just... It's good, but it's just... I don't know what's going on, where it's going on. But that's why you're still reading it. Yes, but I want it to happen sooner (laughs) or later. Because this isn't having any connections with the normal Marvel comic books. Right. Because, I mean, Black Panther is hanging out with the Avengers and stuff, so I'm enjoying this for what it is. I just wish they would tell me, this is future, this is this, or this is, like, happening with people that all have the same random names as people on Earth. Sure. Somehow it just happens, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so I'm confused. Uh, This particular one, number nine, had them exploring one of the many worlds of the Wakandan Empire that they have in space, and... Yeah. Confusing. Confusing. But good. Yep. But That's confusing. my quick review on that. Uh, I read Ice Cream Man number 10. Um, long story short, it's still really fucked up. Uh, half of this is in Spanish, so as they tell you on the very first page, Google Translate works like a charm. Um, this story gets into how these I, the Ice Cream Man and the Cowboy kind of went from being ancient gods to into our world before they really got into their characters that they are today. So, really interesting. Not sure what this is going to mean for later. One of the big things, though, that we know, because we... T- that's This is what pisses me out the most, is we had a good 15 minutes about a quinceañera. 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 What is that? It's the girl's 15th birthday. Is it now? Because I forgot about it already. <laughs> I'm glad we're establishing it this time. <laughs> it plays an important part in this story. So um, the, um, the ice cream man once yeah. is actually also the general. general. Yes. And he wants to marry the 15-year-old girl. He wants girl. to do some stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she's she's a wanted lady. She's yeah. got a couple people after her. On and you her said 15th. half this book is in Spanish. Yes, yes. So if you wanted, I'm going to try to like, roll my R's again. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted to, you could like say it in Spanish to what Siri or whoever. Yeah, and probably get a translation that way. Probably. Of, and then Tony was mentioning there's an app you can what take a picture. No, you just use your phone. To, uh, it scans it. Yeah, like it's, it just it shows up on your screen as if you had your camera, but you're putting up the words and it automatically translates yeah. it. So use that unless you are fluent in Spanish. I can appreciate them not uh, straying from the use of Spanish. I think it's, a, it's an interesting move to make. Um, one one that God, could... this was such a great review when you did it the first time. <laughs> it. I'll say this: if you haven't read the Ice Cream Man, fucking start from the beginning. Even though the stories aren't all connected, they are, and they're important to where this book is going. All right, Charles, uh, let's quick go over what uh, you're gonna review. I read the third uh, comic in Avengers: No Road Home, and the first one um, it was really interesting. The parallels with other thi- other pop culture stuff, and the um, impending doom that was coming. The second one. Um, the second one was interesting because you get to know your your villains, and the third one you you're getting backstory on other things, but you're getting more questions, which is exactly what we were talking about. They're roping me in more, which I enjoy somewhat. But oh man, I just the bad guys didn't even show up for the, to the last page of the comic, mm. and I want to hear more about the bad guys. I understand more, I understand enough about Rocket, which is the highlight of the first couple of pages, and 
um, and then and then just kept on going with more questions, you know, which I'm interested in. It keeps me interested. It it is quite the plot device. Should What's the biggest reading. question you have right now? Uh, the biggest question I have right now is uh, why the villain. Well, you can clearly see that the villains are just using them to find a, a, a piece of item that can probably just help destroy them. So that they, I want to know why they waited to get this item and what the item really does. You know, that's okay. my biggest question. It's probably the most important question, really. It's like it looks like this item could be used for good and evil. Okay, it's like most. Most yeah. plot devices yeah. in comic books. You know, books. exactly. Sure. It's very st- yeah. typical and stuff, which is okay. But they always add enough intrigue to these yep. to make you like, yep. well, maybe it won't go the way it normally goes This in isn't these a books. Seinfeld episode, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, we tackled Age of X-Men Extremists, number one, which was, I just loved it. This first page had uh, Bobby, Iceman, Making fun of Jubilee and talking about baking sheets uh, and, and wax, wax paper. This was to me. It was so like, stupid. It was so dumb, and he, he it was. I could feel her frustration. He was so annoying. And <laughs> I loved it because I'm a big kid. I didn't and understand why. To me, it was just so juvenile. It was of, because yeah. this is one point of this book. Uh, I'll get to a couple other points. It comes up later on, though. It's like an ongoing joke in this fucking uh comic so kudos to that for i guess it was almost like a family guy where they do a joke so many times that then it gets dumb but then they do it that one extra time and then it's funny again that's uh, right there's a there's a whole um a whole way of doing jokes the first three times that you do a joke it is complete the fourth time it actually means that it might go on forever repetition wise and then you do it so many times by the time it's nine or ten that's when people start to like understand the joke fully and jump on board. Where you convince most of your audience. Well, I still don't know what he was getting at. With I the don't. Whole thing I, I know. That's why I could totally. And <laughs> it's just, it's just a, a call out to the writer on being able to write Jubilee's frustration and confusion in such a way that I was like, I'm right there with you, sister. I have no idea what the fuck is now, going on right now. With <laughs> he started laughing and he's like, check this out. And I read it and I understand like. How it's kind of funny, but it's like, yeah, it's more funny to me. <laughs> That's because you are like Bobby, and Bobby Iceman traditionally is fucking just. Uh, I mean, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Said it all. So this is uh, following Department X's uh, pretty much the Sex Police. Yep. Uh, we've already seen them show up within the first book and been talked about in many others, wiping minds and. This particular tax force has Iceman, Blob, Northstar, Jubilee, Psylocke, and Moneta, who I was trying to... Yeah, I was like, who's that person? Because they have introduced a couple of new characters within this series, and having not read the X-Men books, you know, new mutants pop up all the time, Mm -hmm. but still was kind of curious as to what her powers were until we get into this a little bit more. Well, and... I did my due diligence as a very good comic book reader. And Moneta was a name used for a Roman goddess of memory. And that's what Moneta does. Is she takes her creepy, tenderly fingers and she reaches into your brain and she can see your memories. And erase them? Replace them? No, I don't think like that's... That? This, these aren't the people that are necessarily erasing. They're just uh, tag and capture and then yeah. bring them back. 
But one of the big things that this oh. has revealed now is they've already explained that pretty much humans are now, or not humans because they're all mutants, right. are born in pretty much test tubes. And I was wondering if that was something that because they can't reproduce, but they kind of pretty much get into this when they find out one of these two lovers says she's pregnant and they start talking about, well, that we've evolved past that. Well, then one of the guys like, well... There's still the drainage in the sink there that could work, and <laughs> this is this had to have been my favorite part of the book because when she says that she's pregnant, all of the guys of the team are around, so they start talking about women's reproductive organs. They're like, they still have them, right? Do they? I don't know. If you don't use it, you lose it, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> is that a real question? No. <laughs> and so, and then so finally, one of them's like, there are, there are women on our team. Maybe we should ask one of them. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, uh, question. Pregnancy? No, don't show us. Yeah. No, uh, no, just tell me about it. <laughs> and Useless. What this book to me made very clear is that these people really like their jobs. They don't see anything wrong in what they're doing. And they're just, it's just, but there are two sides of personalities on this team. There are the people who look at the, the, um, what do they call them? The Dege- de- degenerates or... Retrogrades. Retrogrades. They, who still view them as people and should be treated as such. And then there are people who think they're completely disgusting and they use derogatory terms towards them and stuff like that. So you have the the two sides of the personalities on this team. Hmm. Um, but they work as a team and they love each other and they, it's just, it's just what they do. They love doing it. So, it, and that came through in the book I, very I, well. I thought... Just them also discovered, like, they don't know what to do now because they haven't had right. anyone pregnant in ages, it seems. <clears throat> Again, something that I never would have thought in an X-Men book they would be kind of talking about. Right. This whole... The last time we dealt with there not being any pregnancies in the X-Men world, it was because of the virus and no one could have babies and then they, someone could and it was, it was super duper important and now it's this is like the complete opposite of that. And obviously it's going to cause some strife on the team because some people are like, what do we do? Do we turn them in? Do we right. not? I don't know. Great book though. I'm still happy with this whole series world. Uh, I guess on. we should shout out the team on this. Leah Williams was the writer, so good job, Leah. I thought that it was written very well. Um, Penciler's George Jaunty. It has an N S at the end of his name, so Georges, Georges Jaunty sounds French, um, which makes sense to the characters speaking French accents in here. Uh, Roberto Poggi is the inker, and Jim, I'm not gonna pronounce your last name, uh, is the color artist. Look that one up, guys, because wow, that is a doozy. Pokemon character. <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon, did you guys hear they have a new Pokemon game coming to the Switch? Was it Sword and Shield? Sword and Shield. More Pokemon. Yeah, I could care less about Can't catch them. that. Really? You don't like Pokemon? Not really. What about oh. Detective Pikachu? Yeah. That, oh, so you're a liar. So, you lied within a no, second. I'm not lying. I do not care about Pokemon, and I fucking hate Ryan Reynolds because. so much because I fucking want to see that movie. So bad. Because of him. Because of him. It is straight, well, if there was I, anybody I, I still kind of like that. Pokemon too, but Mm-mm. I don't know if I would necessarily need to see this. Right. I'd probably cursory glimpse of a real world You'd watch Pokemon. it on Netflix maybe, yeah. yeah. But I definitely want to be front and center because 
It's just so weird hearing Rhino Rezel's voice. There it is. There it is. Ryan Rizzles. <laughs> I was trying to roll my R's. Ryan Rizzles. So he, again, Ryan Reynolds posts some seriously good viral marketing things by just being himself. Oh my gosh, yeah. And just this past week for a promotion for Detective Pikachu, his method acting. Yeah, this little trailer for... Or, or, or was it behind Before, the scenes kind yeah. of thing? And um, outside his, the actors, his <laughs> wife shows yeah. up in the in the oh my thing God. too. That was so smart to have her show up when he's like, yeah, right. <laughs> I did so other a point of view <laughs> yeah. to like confirm what he's saying as <laughs> yeah. if it was actually true, which is lots of fun. It's a great promo for the for the um, movie. Yeah, he's it's pretty fun. I he's so smart because he is such a driving force. Like Ryan Reynolds is a selling yeah. point for yeah. going to see a Ryan Reynolds movie. And by using him and doing these things for movies, it just adds to the value. And like I said, I would never go see this movie in the theater if it weren't for Ryan Reynolds. There's absolutely no way. And the promo itself is just a simple video of him talking and then flipping back and forth between pictures (laughs) and his wife and his little story he tells. And it's so simple that it's probably cheap as fuck, Mm -hmm. you know? It's it's very easy to do. I mean, it goes, goes back up to the other week when they him and Hugh Jackman did the videos for each other's products and yeah. put so much time and effort into it. Right. And Hugh Jackman fucked that one up. So yes, uh, I will never not be happy with him putting out videos. I know. I know. Uh, me and Charles had watched something earlier from Freddie Prince Jr. Who I, the reason why I watched it is because I haven't. Heard that name I was gonna ages. say who? Wait, what? <coughs> it's uh something of superhero like shorts. Uh, it's Stakeout. It's a, oh, it's a so two stakeout. superheroes. I, I'm just taking this from it. Um, two Red superheroes Red sitting there talking to each other while they're waiting to witness a crime or go fight a crime or something like that, right? And it's pretty much a new uh, internet type series for, that he's gonna be doing. Is this from College Honestly, Humor? I didn't see what it was attached to. Mm, sounds like a college humor. Yeah, thing. and it was. Yeah, it was... it's got that feel to it, and it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't appeal to me. I. Um, I think it's interesting that he's doing something again. Besides being <laughs> hey, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's uh, wife, husband. Oh. <laughs> husband. I think you got that right the first time. Husband. <laughs> Oh man, I was gonna segue into something else, but then I forgot what. It Did you be. see the latest Captain Marvel marketing that they were? Oh, they, the pop up. The 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 three D uh, posters, the Magic Eye posters. Did you see those all over the internet? No, no. So I'm not out. you you guys remember Magic Eye posters, yeah, of course. right? They you were like the most popular thing in the nineties. Every kid had it's one hanging schooner. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, they they released uh, like one for each character, so you can go find them and do the magic eye thing and and see the see the I can't see them, but maybe you can see them. But I just thought I that can, was cool because it's another play into the fact I, that it takes place in the nineties. Yeah, right. I thought you were talking about the pop up shops that they have coming out now. No, There's, uh, they're calling them Stan Stanley's Video, so not necessarily Blockbuster because I guess can't really use blockbuster name but these are popping up in you know malls and everything that they look like video stores all the videos are blank that you can't buy anything but ultimately what it is is it's you go in there and it's a marvel themed kind of scavenger hunt Mm. so this is all for the movie because obviously it's 90s nostalgia 
And when you kind of go through there, you'll have some clues. And then when you find, from what I heard, like certain movies will have like on the back of it like a clue that you then oh my god, that sounds send you something else. Who, and then who, who's you, getting these uh, stores? I want to find one. Big cities. They just sure. yeah, big cities. Or so a big city. Uh, we're not. We're not that big. I mean, we're talking about. We LA, still have real Chicago. videos. You're in denial. <laughs> in New York, uh, I I would love one of those come here, but we'll we'll yeah. never get that. No. Anytime soon. Sad face. I know. I saw Captain Marvel pineapples at this grocery store today. How? I don't know. I don't understand why, but they were dull pineapples with Captain Marvel's face plastered all over them. Wow, that is some some marketing. Just walking around, marketing your territory in different different companies. I don't even... We own this. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We can influence this. Don't forget about us. (laughs) (laughs) So something that I find really... I talked about the Hot Wheels movie that they were going to make, which I was making fun of. It's like Fast and Furious. Remember what Viewmasters are? Yeah. They're little things you can look and make things 3D. For sure. Don't we, we have one in here. Yeah, somewhere. we have one in uh, yeah. here from the thing. But if you don't know what it is, it's this little device you hold up to your eyes and you look into the light and it, the light goes through like a little tiny picture. And sometimes you can get 3D ones. And most of the time they're just showing you like pictures. Mm-hmm. of. Um, sometimes you can get one that shows different, like the seven... Um, uh, Wonders of the World. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's a red device. That you just, and you can put little circular cartridge looking things in it, right? Yep. So. Pretty much. Uh, MGM and Mattel are developing a movie of the Viewmaster. I don't know how what? that is a movie, what that is. Charles had a good idea of what he thought it could be. A selling point to uh, create uh, virtual reality uh, headset things so that y- you could do the. Use yeah, these things some more, but then also like hmm. have I just virtual don't know, reality though, stuff. How? Why? What's, what, go, what's, what, the, what's, what's the plot? The, yeah. <laughs> what's the plot of the Viewmaster movie? What is the plot? Is pretty much one is of it the like, questions. Is it that, like yeah, the Page Master, except in be, being books, it's just those little discs that he can control. They make them. So, <laughs> if I was going to like try to put this into a movie, then I would make it what some deranged scientist is like. I'm going to make a virtual reality world. And so I'm going to use this as mm. the, the first prototype, and then it's it's the device they they use to go into the other virtual ah. realm to do stuff, and that's or like um, uh. making a DeLorean into a time machine. Sure, that's exactly what it is. Sure, making making the Viewmaster into a portal to an alternate reality. Exactly. All right, that's. Did a I just write a plot? <laughs> should we just write this? <laughs> yes, quickly we before they do. <laughs> Ours is better. <laughs> Submit a spec script quick. Uh, one of the other things that we had also uh, discussed beforehand, but decided maybe, you know, you might not have seen the trailer, but for The Tick, season two. Oh, I didn't see the trailer for it. You watched all season one, right? Yes. Charles said he hasn't, but now after seeing this trailer... Right, because I liked the cartoon for a bit and enjoyed it a lot, but yeah. then when it became the live action thing, I couldn't get on board with who played The Tick. I just, um, I got bored. Patrick Warburton? You're from The Central. original one? Yeah. 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 Yeah, but oh, then that's such a good show, though. But then this one, I actually we watched the little uh, for season two, the little trailer, or whatever, mm-hmm. and it, it was the kind of humor that I ex- want to see. Yeah. So I don't know where I got lost, but I'm in it. It for is. Sure. It is watch a that very good, very good show. The first couple episodes are a lot of a lot of building, but once you get past the first couple, it's just spoiler alert. Straight, <laughs> straight humor. Straight humor. Oh, man, something I don't want to bring up, but it's your favorite thing. Mm, is it my favorite thing? <laughs> right, well, we, well, actually, we can pause on that because there is a... No, we'll have a... F- 
a palate cleanser. Okay. Dark Phoenix trailer. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not excited about this movie. Why That's what not? I said too. Like. It looks okay. First of all, can we talk about the very first scene on that trailer where she's walking down the road and the X Men are walking towards her? Does that not remind you of the Last Stand at all? Oh, I think they're taking a lot of scenes out of it, thinking that it's like everyone paying forgot out about that movie. What you're right? forgetting about is that happens all the time. This little walking yeah. tour thing. Yeah. The X, the Last Stand, is a great example of bad. Yes. But. It's, that's just because you're just remembering that one and it has well, to do with X-Men this yeah. happens so many times in movies that's it's fair. ridiculous exactly. what it is is a gunslinger type thing right yeah where they're approaching each other just to do the shoot up that's true I just that's I don't terrible. think that this is it's gonna be nothing from the comics no they're gonna make it it's own and it's gonna suffer because of that yeah. it's gonna suffer yeah well so here's here's I have so many problems with this, but here's my main ones. Here's Lindsay's main problems with this movie. Um, in Apocalypse, they show her with the Phoenix fire behind her, uh-huh. meaning it's in her. Yeah. But then they also show them in this one going to space, and that's when the Phoenix Force comes out. And I'm like, no. I think that's going to be a dream sequence. You think so? Yeah. Of yeah. her, like, wake, like, it's just to, like, have the scene in there because that's an iconic scene in the comics. I appreciate but she already the has it, So she's yeah. just going to wake up after apocalypse shit happened and then have that dream. So in, in the original Phoenix story, the before they retconned it, it this the Phoenix was Jean. And that's how they did it in The Last Stand where Professor X had sealed off a part of her brain because she was too powerful. And it seems like that's the way they're going in this one too. And then they retconned it. So that the Phoenix Force was a whole separate entity mm-hmm. who was attracted to Jean's power because it connected to her when she tried to stop the mind of her best friend who died in the car accident from crossing over and her mind got pulled with it. Hmm. And the Phoenix Force came and saved her and they were connected ever since. That's not, it doesn't matter because that's not how they're doing this one. Although, the newest theory is that this Smith character that uh, Jessica Chastain is playing is actually going to be the physical representation of the Phoenix Force. That is so dumb. That's about as dumb as when the Phoenix was talking to Jean in the recent <laughs> comics when she came back. I mean, it is a sentient is it? entity. Uh-huh. It's survived for... How long has it existed, it's right? Since the it's beginning been, of right. time. Yeah, time. It's, yeah. So it, yeah. it has, it has a, a drive to keep on right. existing, right? So, we, but my question is, if they're going the way of the, the powers coming from Jean because Professor Xavier locked it inside of her, then why is the Phoenix Force... Are they doing both? Is, is that... Is the power inside of Jean and then the Phoenix Force is going to come and add to it? Right. The, or is this just her imagination? Um, I can explain that by it's going to suck. It does, yeah. It doesn't matter because it's going to be terrible. I, uh, <laughs> I had hopes. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. This talk's got me hoping again. Yeah. No. I'm not going to watch it in the theater, though. I will. I know. Yeah. Of course, you kind of I'm going to wait for VHS. I mean, you got Jean Grey tattooed on your lower back. I have a Phoenix on me. It's not a tram stamp. It's on my upper back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then uh, also the last of the Marvel movies coming from Fox, New Mutants, has still to reshoot. That is some big news because already this movie is supposed to come out a year ago 
almost like today. Yeah. And then it got pushed to the fall, and then it got pushed some more. And it's... Let's imagine that they shot the film two years ago now. They did. (laughs) (laughs) So it's pretty hard or easy to imagine that. People grow and change in two years. How can you do reshoots this far out to match the characters? I mean, so they're gonna go through all those big changes, right? They're probably most most people that yeah play teenagers. That's just for, much for that exact reason. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. Um, so here's the key to this situation: Marvel doesn't get to make any X Men movies until all of the X Men movies in production are finished and out. So if they keep fucking around with this movie, it's going to keep delaying Disney's ability to take over that franchise. No, no. When they get the, then they get everything. They get everything. They can't release any new properties until everything that Fox is working on is out. But if Fox then decides they're going to close production on it, then that was Fox's decision to close production right. on it. They're not closing production on it. That's the problem. They're keeping it going forever. Forever and ever. I think forever, they're using ever? it as a tool. There's no way that would be a legal That's loophole. What I'm <laughs> I mean, le- loophole, legal shit. That family, <laughs> I think they probably know all the loopholes they can run through. But is it a reshoot? Well, doing reshoot. Well, they pretty much had the film done. Yeah, they ready had a to release go. date, and then it tested the, poorly. Yeah, people were like, "What the fuck <laughs> is this movie?" So yeah. then they were gonna recut the film and add scenes and make it a different film, yeah. and that's what Trying extensive to... reshoots. Yeah, salvage what they already kind of put into it. Mm-hmm. No, more like give people what they think that they want, and that's yeah. not a good idea. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, I actually was looking forward to this movie when they first announced it because the idea of a horror movie with this particular group of X-Men I thought sounded interesting and good. And it was right around the same time the first season of Legion came out, which was also weird and new, and I loved it. Uh, and then they just keep fucking with it. Now I don't care anymore. <laughs> I know, I'm not going to watch this movie when it comes out. So one of the things, uh, speaking of Disney and all the things that they will own soon. All the things. So, we had talked about the stakes in Hulu before and who owns what. Well, originally, Fox had 30%. Disney had 30%. Um, Warner Media, which is AT&T, owns 10% stake in it. And Disney wants to take that 10% as well to have 70% within Hulu. The last 30% being Comcast, NBC Universal. So they're going to own this whole platform, yet they're still going to make their Disney Plus. Yeah, they already so have dumb. Disney XP or XD or whatever. Yeah. They have normal Disney, which doesn't have much on it anymore. Right. <sighs> they're, well, they're producing all these things for Hulu. They're doing that whole animated uh, block for of new stuff for Hulu. We need to break up Disney now. I know they put they make such good stuff though. I know that's <laughs> until they start making shitty. Once they start making shitty stuff, I'm going to be break them up. But yeah. for right now, if they keep doing good. Then I'm okay with having good A giant monopoly. Yeah, yeah. At least you know good product being put out. Right. I don't necessarily want to keep paying the prices that they could start charging when they own everything. Right. Yeah. Oh. But the, what I was going to say, the good palate cleanser, though, did you see the new Hellboy trailer? I did. I watched both versions, the red and the green band trailers. 
We watched the. Red There's band. a green band. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. I've heard of red band. Yeah, it's just the the green. It's rated for everybody. Oh. Green band. And what was the difference? There wasn't much. Okay. There's the he instead of saying she's in your fucking crazy, he just says and you're crazy. Oh. Or whatever he says at the end there, which is a funny. Well, I line. think he said a crazy bitch yeah. is what got us kind of laughing. Yeah. I will say this. This makes me a little bit. The first one, also hesitant. I don't like the prosthetics and the way that they look when he moves his mouth. This obvious trailer showed a lot more, uh, more depth, mm-hmm. uh, wider view than just you know close up shots. The action looked fucking top. Oh, it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good. He does go a little Sylvester Stallone at the beginning of the movie with his speech that he's giving. About the <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. That's exactly who. Well, it's sound. difficult to talk with all that red on your yeah. face. <laughs> all the, all the added weight to your lip. <laughs> but I think it, I think it looks good. I'm looking forward to that one more than, uh, the Phoenix movie. Oh, for sure. And and this is a reboot. This is a completely new reboot and. Yes. But see, I don't. They're you know, removing characters. I mean, they are. Right? I mean, yeah, because this showed them rediscovering him. Yep. But I feel that they're still gonna kind of say that those adventures happened. Yeah. Like we can say he fought the Golden Army at one point. Because yes, it is a reboot. But, oh, but I, don't, but I feel like the, they're not. The, or they're not just gonna like paint over and. I know exactly. Yeah. In Hellboy One and Two, um, it, well, Hellboy One, as soon as it starts, he was already in existence doing things. Yeah. Yes. Right. And but they they touched on the his uh, origin story a bit. This one I could see them, you know, reminding everybody about the origin story, but also saying the first thing that he ever did, as, uh, with the, with his dad or something like that. Right. That could be. His first his first love interest. Yeah. Could be right because where's that girl? Um, where's that girl with the flame girl? You know <laughs> what I mean? Where's that guy uh, with the uh, the fish guy? Whatever. Yeah, horrible names right now. Abe, Abe Sapien? Yeah, sure. And sure. Liz. Liz is, mm-hmm. is she, uh, yeah. Um, they, they replaced, this could be before them. They replaced them with um, still actual characters from the BRPD, just different ones. Which I'm actually okay with having, you know, I heard uh, that Abe Sapien might have had a cameo within the movie. You know what, I'm, I'm okay with them. I would like to see them eventually, or the new designs for them, but... Yeah, bring more characters, more people from that universe. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, Charles, you had uh, something that was on your mind earlier. Okay, so we were talking earlier about uh, Onslaught. Do you remember this? We were talking about Onslaught earlier? I was going to pretend like I did, but yes, I do remember <laughs> talking about it. Thank you. Okay, so we are talking about it, and I mentioned that it was Professor X, and you said it's not necessarily Professor X, but it was actually a, like an... A, the psychic emotions of, of Magneto. Yeah. That took over the entire uh, uh, being of Professor X? No, it did take over... It's the, it's the combined consciousnesses of Professor Xavier and Magneto. It, it wasn't his body. It was psychic energy that okay. congealed into a awesome-looking fucking armored being. Okay, but didn't it also... didn't Did he have any control? Was it... Have access to his memories and his thoughts. Oh yeah, it had uh, all so, of that. So all the things that he admitted to or said or whatever was basically him telling the truth about himself. Yes. 
Because I read that he said some fucked up shit. Uh, yeah, like, for like having a thing for Jean Grey. For Professor Xavier. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, no, no. Professor Xavier is the worst person on the planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has his own part of his mind that he blocks off. Yeah. He has a pretty dark... That's why he's always happy-go-lucky yeah. and everything. He psychically locks away that shit, just yeah. like he did to Jean, because it seems like all psychics, when you can start reading everyone's mind, mm-hmm. you get the... Psychic leaking energy and... He's done some shit. Which is, every time he's been killed is because of something that he did. Like, he's deserved every death that he's gotten. And he's faked his death to, just to get things done yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the only person that knew about it was Gene. Yeah. Or somebody, right? Some, then, some psychic then, person somewhere, I'm They're sure. like, yeah, I was supposed to lie about it, you know. Yeah. Not a cop out or anything like that. Yeah. No, okay, he's... and the second part of the debate that I wanted to have was, um, which well, I thought that was, was a pretty quick debate. I know. <laughs> we both agree Xavier is a terrible person. Oh, no, no. I wanted to hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we won't call it a debate. Uh, this one, though, I think that this is an interesting idea. That So Reed Richards and um, uh, the Invisible Woman. Uh, Susan Storm. Susan Storm, right? Susan, they have a kid. Susan Richards. The kid's name is... They have two, technically. But... Oh. Were we Franklin? Franklin. Franklin, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he is a mutant, is he not? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now Reed Richards and Susan, they, w- I, they became, they got their powers from, you know, the cosmic- an external source. Yeah. Something. Did, it, did it activate something inside of them, and then they became mutants, or are they just people, human being, non mutants with superpowers? So I'm going to teach you a little biology lesson, which you have these genes that just are in your body and because of how they flow through I'm going <laughs> you are talking like I want to punch you in the face right now <laughs> uh, no it did not just give them a, a, a mutated gene they've always had it and probably were dormant there's a lot of that's mutant families though. no there's a lot of mutant families that they've been all mutants being born but then you have other ones where you can clearly see the parents and the rest of the family aren't which is why the children are always ostracized and then they right. get brought to the Xavier school. Yep. So a lot of humans have dormant X genes within them. It could be that the radiation that gave them their powers mutated something inside of them. So when they reproduced, there was a mutated gene that got passed along. But it was it's a, it's a mutation in him because it's naturally occurring. Or we could take this back and, and all of a sudden Charles... Fuck Susan oh, and God. made them forget. Oh, no. There's the mutant gene right there. Yeah. Good oh, old-fashioned way. I would not put that past him. <laughs> I'm glad you made the connection. <laughs> so, I mean, when you think about it, Franklin. He is the most is... powerful person in the Marvel Universe, isn't he? Oh, one of them. Yes. I mean, it fluctuates on who is who and what when, but he is well, at least within the top five yeah. top don't three. you think that's kind of interesting that susan and reed got their powers in a very special or specific way or had their mutant genes unlocked and then their one of their um spawn is one of the most powerful what's the other kid's name the girl's name what's oh her? valera yeah and what's her power super smart i mean she doesn't really have a power but oh. she's just as smart as her dad which yeah, yeah. you could yeah, yeah. Maybe that was his mutant power before he got stretchy. Smart enough to be depressed about it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, when you look at comic books, though, super smarts. I know. Kind of is a mutant power for some people. Other people actually are just super smart. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I got educated today. Right. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. I'll bring more. I'll bring more next time. I think this is a good discussion. I will. I like pulling information out of the recesses of my mind and also the internet. In that dark, dark, <laughs> dark place that you that hide I, everything that up I, in. Yeah. That I block you everything block off. block off like Charles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learned uh, that trick from the best. <laughs> um, all right. Booze in a book? Booze in a book this week is Grim Fairy Tales 2019 Giant Size Number 1. Is a mouthful. And although that this is a number one, it's actually the end of a story because comic books like to confuse us. So this is the end of the uh, War for the Grail storyline. Merlin, power hungry as always. Um, we are pairing that this week from Grail from Creston Brewery, which is a local brewery. Charles works there, ladies, if you want to find him. Ladies! <laughs> <laughs> and gentlemen. Okay. Well, okay. Right. Well, we'll see what happens, all right? Um, uh, 4.9% righteous bitterness is mm. the... I like hops. ...the way they describe it, so... It's much like a two-hearted... If you like two-hearted, you'll, you might like this. Yeah. Yeah. So, that is our pairing this week. All right. Uh, well, that's going to wrap up our show. I mean, we still have close to an hour. I mean, it's 40 minutes now, so yeah, losing good. that half hour before, we powered through it and uh, got to where we are. Uh, Charles, I'm going to go to you again. Do you have a quote? No? I, I, I do. Oh. Okay. Oh. All right. He's prepared. Um, always remember that you're someone's reason to smile because you're a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I don't know. No one can see it but me, but he definitely did the finger up in the air pause, which added to it. And I feel bad for everyone from not being able to see that part. (laughs) (laughs) I had to make sure there was silence. (laughs) That's fair. Stay thirsty for hopefully spring soon. (laughs) 